Welcome to another episode of the How to Save the World podcast, where we take a deep dive into the academic research and behavioural science of what really gets people to take pro-environmental action and behaviour. I'm your host, Katie Patrick. I'm an environmental engineer and a behaviour designer based in Silicon Valley, California, and I'm the author of the book How to Save the World. And today I wanted to share with you a new journaling practice that I've started doing that I think is just the bomb. Like I've been doing it for the last two weeks and I just love it. And it stems from last episode I published about my fun diary, the funometer, all the ways that we can make our life and our work more fun, which has been truly psychologically and creatively just transformational for me over the last I think I've been doing it since March now and it's just like everything in my life feels different since starting that diary. And this new type of brainstorming or journaling or channeling comes down to four questions. And if there's one thing I've learned about the art of life and work and everything, it is truly about the power and the intelligence of the questions that you ask. And when you ask the right question or the most powerful question, the answer is what dictates everything else downstream from that question. And so figuring out these master or these umbrella questions that you really channel the compass of your life towards or you respond towards what answers you get from these questions really dictates the entire trajectory of how your life and your work turns out. When you think about questions that are really meaningful and substantial, like what is my purpose in life? What is the meaning of this conversation? How can I use my maximum creativity and unique genius zone for the betterment of the world and all the people and the plants and the animals around me? How can I be my most authentic self? These are questions that bring about really good quality, holistic answers that are really good for you and for everybody else. Now, when you think about questions that might not lead to a good place, they could be, how can I make the most money out of this? How can I be better than everybody else? Or how can I avoid being scared or being seen or taking risks or diving into that grisly, deep, uncomfortable part of myself? How do I make sure everybody likes me? These are the type of questions that aren't going to lead to the best part of you. So we really need to reflect on these type of questions that our mind is asking us of the world, because when we're asking these questions, these are the feelers that we're putting out into the world that are going to filter out what type of messages and information that we get back. The first time I heard about this concept of how to really tap into your master, most genius zone self, which is in this great book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. It's a short book, but a really powerful book. And he talks about this idea of what he calls wonder questions. These really big, expansive questions that cascade your mind into the greatest state of wonder and imagination and creativity and to really inhabit and flourish your higher purpose. And he says that each person has their own distinct type of wonder question that really hits home to what their unique purpose is in life. A wonder question might be something like, How can I be the most supportive and encouraging and loving parent I can be? For me, the wonder question I wrote after reading that book was, how can I channel my best creative energy from the power of the universe to do the most good for the planet? And that same wonder question still feels really right and really resonant to me. 
It could be something like how, how can I sit in peace and flow and presence in a way that heals and encourages the people around me? And when you ask these really big, expansive wonder questions, you get a far more resonant, far more true, far more authentic message back about really what you should be doing with your life and who you are. And the art of asking the right question is in every other profession as well. If you've ever done sales training, you realize that selling things is all about asking the right type of questions that get people psychologically primed to buy whatever it is that you're selling. In psychotherapy, if you see a psychologist or a therapist, being an artful psychotherapist is all about being able to ask your client the right questions that are going to get them to open up and start talking and start problem solving these really difficult parts of their psychology. And if you look at just general socializing and tips on how to deal with social anxiety, It's all about being a great listener and asking other people at a party or at a conference or at a meetup really nicely formulated questions that get them to open up so you can have a really wonderful conversation where you, the socially anxious person, doesn't need to impress people or be the most interesting person in the room. You just need to ask the right questions of other people and be a great listener. And that's a bit of advice that you'll hear over and over again from people that specialize in networking and relationship building and in helping people be better at socializing. I wanted to record this podcast today about these particular four questions that I've been journaling about every day because I think it's really easy to do a whole lot of what you think you should be doing. I mean, the grind, the discipline, the I have to do it, I should do it. And we can put ourselves through an incredible amount of suffering to what? To climb the wrong mountain? I mean, even if the mountain is something to do with sustainability and climate change and planning. You can still climb the wrong mountain that's not true to you, to your unique fingerprint in life, to your purpose for the way that you are meant to share your environmental and sustainability passion with the world. You have a unique calling to share. And sometimes when you are rolling out a project or a campaign or a startup, there genuinely are difficult periods that require discipline and stress to get from one side of the bridge over to the other side. But there's also like a whole other way of being where you're just living in a whole bunch of inauthentic stress that you don't need to be living in. And I have spent way too much of my life living in the inauthentic stress space, just trying to be really disciplined, trying to work really hard, trying to reach goals, trying to do things that I really hate because I feel like it's necessary for me to do them. And now I'm in my 40s. I just don't want to live that way anymore. I want to live in the vibrant, fun, creative flow state as much as possible. And after more than 20 years of social impact entrepreneuring and and making all sorts of books and podcasts and games and software, whatever, events for the planet, there are very few times when I look back on the grind and I feel like it was worth it. It's more of a regret. But here's the thing. It's not just about how it feels. I believe that your best work, the stuff that's really resonant, the stuff that people love to follow you for, the stuff that people really get into, that comes from this really positive energy. So we need to work at cultivating our most positive, expansive, fun, excited, creative energy, because that's where all the great ideas and the great projects and the great work will come from. And if it feels like too much of a grind or you're doing it for the wrong reasons, for the wrong type of questions, 
that you're asking yourself, that's not going to lead to the, the best work, that real work of your life type of stuff. So I've put these four questions down and I think they are phrased in a way that will really get you to tap into that really positive energy where all your best work will come from. Go get a notepad now, get a pen and write them down and do it with me. And I've started doing this almost every day for all my different types of projects. And it's just amazing for getting copywriting, getting ideas, lifting up your own positive energy for the day. But anyway, let me jump in. So the first one is the big why. What is the big why behind what you are doing? This is the topic of Simon Sinek's best-selling book, Start With Why?, he talks about this concept called the golden circle, if you haven't seen his TED talk. And if you haven't seen it, look it up on YouTube. He talks about these three concentric circles of the why, which is in the middle, the next layer of the circle, which is the how, and the outer layer of the circle, which is the what. And most of us get stuck in the what, that is, I'm making an app, or I'm making a computer, or I'm making a physical product, or I make events, or conferences, or books, or consulting. That is the what that you do. And this can be enormously blinkering to put ourselves in a box of only identifying with this what. So what we want to do is really deeply identify with the why. And it was this question that was the seed in getting me to follow this data-driven behavioral science and gamification thread of my work, which has completely transformed everything I do and everything I am from the person I was in my 20s when I'd never heard of it before to how I spent the next decade of my life truly flowering with all of this wisdom I've been gathering. So you want to start your journaling, your brainstorming, your ideas, start your consciousness with anchoring into that what is the big why and just bullet point it out. What is the big, big, big why for why you are doing what you're doing? The second question is, what is the big, fabulous, amazing vision or destination or goal? This might sound like it's similar to the why, but the why is usually more philosophical and the vision or the destination and the goal could be more material or more practical. So what is the vast and endless sea that you are inviting people to join you on? What is going to be the incredible outcome if everything is amazing as it could possibly be? How will it be in 10 years? What will your project become? How will it help people? How will it transform the world? What is this future place that you are just like so excited to go and door knock and talk to people and post online and like gather people up and have uncomfortable, difficult meetings because this destination is just so amazing and just bullet point it out. The destination is, the vision is this, 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 this. And oh my God, you will, if you're, if you're like me, they just sound like these really cool taglines for campaigns. Like the future is awesome. Like this is the process of how you come up with great copywriting and great taglines. It's just taking some space to just like bang this out and get more into the middle of the golden circle, the concentric circle, and not do what people tend to do and get stuck on the outside on the what, which really doesn't lead you to powerfully emotionally moving people and powerfully moving yourself and coming up with your best ideas. The third step, which is from my fun diary from before, which is ask the question, what is the most fun thing I could do? And I just love doing this. Like I can't not do it. If I get any spare time in the day, which the spare time even really exists, like I just like, oh, now I get a chance to like write some more fun things. I just find it such a pleasurable and enjoyable and really spiritually attuning question to put my consciousness in. 
So get out your pen and you write down what would be the most fun thing we could do. The last couple of days when I've been doing this, I got this idea for making giant cake, like one of those ones they do in the Guinness Book of Records. I tried making one earth cake about the size of a basketball. I bought the half spherical tin. So you make two half spheres and then you put them together and then you get the fondant and then you sort of cut it out into the shapes of continents and stick it all on. And that was a that was a pretty cool thing to do. But I thought, what if we could make like a really, really big one? Like it would be a really fun YouTube video to make. It could involve like a whole bunch of kids. We could do it out for Earth Day with the school. Maybe everybody needs to bring a part of it. We'll have to engineer how we get all the cake. It'd sort of be like the making of like the Death Star, but it would be like the Earth cake. I mean, the Death Star just in the engineering, how you see it all put together. Like, how would you even do it? And I was like, oh my God, that'd be so fun. It would be like, if there's anything that would be amazing social media marketing, it's something like that and a great way to get a whole bunch of children involved in this eccentric consciousness. But it just got me so excited just thinking through it. I mean, maybe I'll do it, maybe I won't, uh, but it puts me in this really, this really positive state of mind. So just start thinking about all of the most fun things, and that is where if you think it's fun and you think it's awesome, other people will think it's awesome too. That is the truth behind thinking about what is fun for you, not for other people. And the fourth step in this journaling process is where it gets more practically serious. And that is what is the one thing that you need to focus on to reach the next part of the goal? I learned this from this great book that is called The One Thing. And it's all about being able to identify what is the most important one thing you need to do to get to the goal and focus singularly on that one thing until you get there. So you don't go in a whole bunch of different directions like a spaghetti monster octopus, which I'm extremely prone to doing, and you might be as well. Uh, but instead, you come up with very specific goals, you work singularly towards them, and then they're like dominoes, and then one knocks down the other. And it doesn't mean that you can't take on multiple projects and multiple business and big, complex, exciting things that have rambling tentacles, but it's that you figure out what order to do them in. So you get this domino effect and you don't end up with just spaghetti going in all different directions, not really moving forward. And after you've done this really fun, visualizing, almost spiritual and creative channeling exercise it becomes really clear what that one thing is. You're like, oh my God, I got to do this. And then you should be very motivated and very excited to be able to focus on that goal with a singular focused vision and then make that goal happen. And that goal should be moving you in the right direction that is true and authentic to you. These questions are not, what should I do? What is everybody else doing? What would be the most safe and conservative thing to do? All these questions put you in touch with your highest power and the ultimate vision and get you energized to set that compass in the right place that is true for your particular environmental change journey. You can either do this journaling exercise as a small thing that you can just fit in in five minutes or something that's really big and takes multiple hours and is part of really crafting a brand or a story. If you want to do it quickly to just align your consciousness, your, your radio antenna to the best quality frequency for you, just write down one single thing. One, what is my big why? Two, what is my vision and destination? Three, what is the most fun? And four, what is the one thing I need to do now? 
But personally, I find this so enjoyable. I end up getting a notebook and just writing pages and pages and pages and pages. I spent this weekend just doing it for all my different projects, just pages and pages. And I was just so like high on the energy of the ideas from doing it and had so many ideas and so many great phrases and taglines and really cool, really resonant copywriting that came out of it. But just overall, most of all, just really brings my energy up into a a positive, proactive state. I hope this was helpful to you. I really, really want you to try it on. Try doing it. Try this brainstorming and attuning. And send me a screen grab of what you've done. DM me on Instagram. I'm Katie Patrick Hello. I always love to hear from you. I'm also on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Feel free to reach out to me anytime. Send me your ideas. Send me what you're working on. Send me your questions for what you're struggling with, with engagement and with marketing and with behavior change and adoption. This is my specialty. This is what I love to try and problem solve. And honestly, when you learn the behavioral psychology, you learn the marketing, you learn the storytelling, changing the world really is the greatest game we've ever played. It's so fun, but you've got to get all the ingredients right to make it really work. Thank you for listening. I hope this was helpful and I'll see you in the next episode.